desires and ambitions align with the community 
okay? Fantastic. Great. That's wonderful. So I want to do what I want to do, and I will do that. And then if that fits with what my community says, great. But if not, it is the community and my religion that must be changed or gone.
The other part of my life was lying in bed, just to lie on the floor and squeeze my knees with other people. I was very poor. I had no money. God stole from me so many times. So you say to yourself, what's the matter? I don't know, he says. You know, what does any of this have to do with technology? We've been talking for 12 minutes already, and we haven't even used the word technology. But if we put on that framework of who am I and why am I here, and we put those glasses or that framework on to look at technology, then we are confronted with the things that we've been saying over the past several weeks. Technology is a gift from God. He created us in his image to use technology for his glory. But because there is sin in the world, technology is never neutral. And every technology is corrupted by sin. And every technology changes us and encourages So when we ask questions like, who am I? Why am I here? Technology can be good. Do we answer honestly questions? So the topic of the sermon today is using social media to make a difference. Using social media to make a Christian. We've talked about using your phone like a Christian. We talked about using the internet like a Christian. Several of the things that we have talked about overlap with those. Where do you use social media? Yes, you use the internet. How does your phone get access to social media? Through the internet. So some of the things we've said in the other weeks, I'm going to skip over those because I don't want to be redundant. But I do want to talk with you today about using social media to make a difference. And as we delve into this topic, let's bow one more time for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you that you are in a relationship with us. From the moment that we put our faith and trust in Jesus, you put your Holy Spirit to work in us.
And so the focus then for social media is not passive, it's active, it's not individual, it's group, and it's not just consumption, it is participation. So how popular is social media? Can you shockingly imagine? Okay, not shocking, but shocking to me anyway. Facebook, which was started in 2003. You know what the original name of Facebook was? Face Wallet. Wow, I'm glad the, the marketing people got a hold of that one. But Facebook was started in 2003 by Mark Zuckerberg. It was only for university students and Ivy League schools. But by 2006, anybody with an email address could sign up for Facebook. You know how many people are on Facebook today? Three billion. Three billion people use Facebook every month. Two billion people use Facebook every single day. A couple years later, along comes something else called Twitter. Not even called Twitter anymore, now it's called X. How many people use Twitter every day? 335 million people use Twitter every day. Another popular one is Instagram, started in 2010. Instagram has 2.4 billion active users. And the last one I'll mention, and a bunch of other ones, not to rattle everything off, but one more I'll mention, the most recent one I think, is something called TikTok. How many of you have gone way into the night scrolling through your TikTok, reels or videos or whatever they're called? 1.1 billion people in 160 countries use TikTok. And one thing I discovered was 90%, so that's about 920 million people spend 45 to 50 minutes on TikTok every single day. 45 to 50 minutes every single day. So is social media popular? Is social media part of our culture? Of course it is. So the two key questions that we want to ask today about using social media as a Christian are question number one, how is social media changing me? We said that every technology changes us and our culture. How is social media changing me? How is it changing how I understand myself? How is it changing what I value as important? Second question we want to answer is, how is social media changing my relationships? How I relate to other people and how I interact with other people? Those are the two questions we want to answer today. So let's start with question number one. How is social media changing me? Two ways. Number one, it changes how I understand myself. Remember we said that social media is a tool that allows for active group participation. So social media allows me to be part of a community where I can do things like upload photos, texts, videos, different things about my life. And not only can I do that, but other community members can take what I have produced and they can retweet, they can like, or they can voice their own opinions or feelings about my posts. And you know this, this is no surprise to you, you go on Facebook and if you have of your own Friends, family, acquaintances, and you write a nice little card. Oh, that was just so much fun. Guess what? Good. It's not a bad thing. The goal of all of this is to share my life with the world and have other people share their lives with me in community. There's a reason that they call Facebook Grand Class. Why do they call it Grand Class? Because grandma can visit with their grandkids online and see what's going on in their life every day, even if they live thousands and thousands of miles away. And they go on every day and they look at all of these things. So again, I, I'm not an anti-technologist. 
the problems on Facebook, but I don't have Facebook because I needed to find a place to post documents on. If not, I would I never got involved in Facebook. I didn't have a Facebook account. So I hope at the end of the service you're not going to go home and delete your Facebook account. That's not a good thing. But if I'm part of this community where people can upload things about themselves and each other and I can comment on them and like and all of these things, how is that changing me? What happens is social media, for all the benefits that it brings, number one, it has no room for real presence. You can be a member of the Arendelle Bible Chapel community. You can come in every Sunday. You can sit in the pews. You can leave. And you're part of this community, correct? Whether you say anything or not, you're part of this community. But for you to exist online, you have to post. If you don't post, you don't exist. One of the books I read says, I post, therefore I am. In other words, social media loves to talk about community, but unless you are speaking, you don't exist. And so what it does is it creates a kind of intimacy, but that intimacy is hollow. Because there are times when you just need to be, but you can't just be on social media. You have to contribute. It also changes me and how I see myself because it shows a falsely self-idealized image the way I want to present myself. In other words, nobody gets their Facebook out and says, I need to upload this photo of me looking stupid or being fat or sad in my life. What do I post? I post happy times. I post graduations. I post promotions. I post the delicious food I'm about to eat. And I focus on the things that I want other people to know about me. Now what that means is every photo, every video, every comment that I post, I can edit that and present myself as I want to be presented. I can present myself the way I want the world to see me. social media, and so the last several of the many questions about their use of social media, I found some shocking things. 74% of girls posted that they took pictures or comments about themselves online as being cooler than they really are. So it's not about showing the real you, it's to present a false you that you hope that other people will like. scary stuff came out of that too. But girls who have very low self-esteem like to post in their identity and feel like that's cool. I look cool now. I want that to show to the world. People can admire me as I am and as I am. Because there are lots of women online people who are just not happy to share my life? And am I really sharing my life? Or am I sharing what I want people to think I want to share? And what that ends up doing is 
for God, me, as I look at myself, is more credible to self than respected. More credible to self than respected. And I have to tell you, as I continue posting online, I get caught up in becoming a self. Let me put this online so my friends will see. How many of them liked it? How many of them retweeted it? How many of them commented on it? And so not only is this a display of my life, but I also become a spectator and ask myself the question, how many people are looking at me? So I want to be a star and I want to look at myself and see, am I really a star? this often leads to is both depression and loneliness. Depression because not enough people liked my post. Not enough people commented positively. And I mentioned in the past that I've bullying and all those other things. But it can also lead to loneliness. Not enough people posting or my life doesn't compare to that person's life. Look at all the fun pictures of beautiful girls and my life is boring. It's just boring. Social media can do some good things with it, I know. So where can I find the real authentic me? Who is the real Social media, as we said, acts as a distorted funhouse mirror. Have you ever gone to the circus or the exhibition and go to that place with the mirrors and your friends in the mirror and suddenly you're like this wide or you're now you're this tall? It's it's you in the mirror, but it's not the real you. It's the distorted you. And social media acts as, as a distorted funhouse mirror of both ourselves and others. Bible talks about us hiding and shows us who we really are and what we should be. The book of James highlights this when it talks about being not only hearers of the word, but doers. And we're supposed to look, and he uses the analogy of a person who looks in the mirror and he sees what is in himself and goes away and doesn't learn anything about it. But if I want to know who I really am, into God's Word, and it shows me who I am and what I need to do. James 1.25 puts it this way, the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Where can I find the real authentic me? Not by looking inside myself, not by projecting out to the world on social media who I am, but looking to God's word where he can re- reveal to me who I really am and what I should be doing. Secondly, the way that social media changes me, it changes what I value. And I've told you before, my favorite word in English is free. My second favorite word is discount. And my favorite word is free. And most social media apps and websites are free. How are they free? They are covered by advertising. Advertising pays the way for social media. And another thing that social media does is social media tracks what you engage with and then offers you new material based on what you are interested in. So on Spotify, they have the For You tab. And even on Netflix and other things, there's based on your interests, you think you will like this. And on Facebook, people you might be interested in. And this is all based on them watching what you look at and what you spend your time with. But in fact, social media is not really free. So 
social media stuff that we are looking at? How do you think we're tracking what you are looking at? Social media is not really free. And there's the stories that you can keep in mind will have to be filtered and obeyed. If something is free, Something is free, you are the problem. What do I mean? Social media websites use something called algorithms. That's computer software, artificial intelligence. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence next week, too. But it's using a tool on the Internet to watch what you look at to move you in a direction that they want you personal info, send you customized ads, influence your behavior. They want to target you to offer. And you say, okay, that's fine. Mm, you know, I'm not strong enough yet to resist that. Okay, that's fine. But the BBC did a report on TikTok where they set up some random accounts and they just scrolled through some TikTok things because they wanted to see how the algorithm worked. What did it point you towards? And what the BBC found was that as you use TikTok more and more, you are guided to more and more extreme and intense content. Things like TikTok influencers and very volatile
So not only does social media change me, it also changes the way I interact with other people. So how does social media change my relationships? How does social media change the way I deal with other people? And I'll mention two ways. Number one, it changes how I relate to other people. Social media redefines the way relationships work. In our church, we have relationships with other people. We talk to them. We meet with them. We share meals together. We pray with them. We study the Bible together. We have relationships. But social media, the more you are exposed to it, the more you are involved with it, makes relationships what we call performative. They become a performance. In other words, there is a shift away from being to appearing. We become more concerned with the response of the audience than our relationships to them. are based on performance. I need to perform. For you to like me, I have to do the same sort of, I need to be the best in class. And we begin to measure the importance of events in our lives in terms of how trustworthy they are. Have you ever said to yourself, my friends on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. But if that's the primary goal of your life, why do you think that's, why is this event measuring and shaping me and making me think, why, if I only know about performance, putting it out there for others to evaluate. Secondly,
the Father can now can love him and to bring that same sacrificial love to us as well. And to do that, like that, I need to reflect within me. So it affects the way we relate to others. It makes us more transformative. It makes us more involved. And lastly, how does social media affect how people act with other people? How do I interact? We said that social media, we only exist when we post. So if, if I'm interacting constantly with other people in this community, how does that affect the way I interact with them? Well, we all know from looking at social media that certain types of content gain more attention. Very popular now. People throwing buckets of water over their heads or falling off bicycles or whatever. Funnied pictures, provocative videos. But we also find that when people say crazy stuff, everybody wants to read it. Perhaps even it's on a welding screen and perhaps it was the video of the fight on the subway after the Leafs game and all the people are coming in, coming in, coming in, crazy stuff. What is all the crazy stuff that's happening online? And what we begin to see is that the bizarre becomes the attractive. And so when people write texts on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, being aggressive and confrontational is often rewarded with likes and followers. Now imagine if I said to you, this past week, I was riding in my car, I was coming on Dundas to come to the church, and I turned up head at Woodlands, and as I got on the corner, I then heard a Montreal Canadiens fan in my front seat. Boston Bruins fan. He's such a Montreal Canadian. So I ran up to the I slammed on the brakes, I parked the car, I ran up, and I opened the door to their house, and I went into the house and I said, What kind of a moron are you? That you like the Montreal Canadiens? Is there something wrong with your brain? How stupid are you? Now, if I did that, the police would come and arrest me and take me to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? And yet online, if somebody posts something and I don't like it, they say the exact same thing. Right? It's how we learn to interact with others by how we see others interact with us. Along with this, we see online when people interact with each other, they are often pointing out other people's problems. Now this, this person is bad because they have said this or they have done this. And sometimes the bad thing is true and needs to be pointed out. But what oftentimes is people who know nothing about the situation suddenly weigh in on issues that are not related to them. things you can write on social media is I don't care. I don't care. I wrote back to that hockey issue within the past two weeks. One of the pieces that I had having much in that. 
Thank you. 